This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Wednesday, 7 February, Year of Lord 2024. Uh, the winds just keep on coming to War Posse. Let's not get too cocky, but this vote in the Senate's been over since 3.30. Grace will get me any update I need, but just a couple things. Igor Bobak is reporting. Cornyn, this is Cornyn to Texas, says Republicans want an agreement for votes on border-related amendments to the supplemental. That means if they approved Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and it's really about Ukraine. Um, and possibly, <laughs> folks, have you gotten in people's grill the right way? Because I'm going I, I, to frame what I'm about to read next. This is from Cornyn, not exactly MAGA, right? One, one of the big deal makers up there. Cornyn says Republicans want an agreement for votes on border-related amendments to the supplemental and, quote, possibly some related to the way that Ukraine money, also in Israel money, is distributed. There are some concerns about who might get their hands on it. That has nothing to do with Israel. That's 100% the deal with Zelensky in this situation we've been reporting on for weeks and weeks and weeks. You have really gotten in these guys' face and had an impact. Cornyn and these guys who just want the money to go, right, are now saying, you know, we may have to have some tweaks here about who actually gets their hands on it because there's been stealing. As we told you, Seymour Hirsch, who maybe is not the most reliable narrator all the time, but they haven't, they haven't come back and ever really uh, refuted systematically his, uh, about the pipeline. We said it was the CIA and Ukraine intelligence. He's saying that the head of the CIA flew over months ago to have a confrontation with Zelensky and say, look, dude, you guys are stealing so much money and it's your people telling the media. Remember the the uh, economist uh, interview that huge during the economist? It wasn't just the, the general that he's trying to fire now saying, hey, we're kind of at a standstill. A stalemate is what he said. Zelensky went nuts. It was the other guy. He says he went down to his office and he asked him, the economist reporter said, hey, can you tell me about corruption and stealing guy go hang on for a second hang on a second uh let me close my door and he says hey everybody at the senior levels got their hands in both and pulling it out and it's so obvious and so grotesque that the people of ukraine are worried for their country about america cutting them off who forced this if you hadn't gotten up on the ramparts folks because this is all about you if you hadn't gotten up on the ramparts none of this would have happened now you got cornine who would send that money over immediately you know, we possibly need a couple tweaks maybe to kind of find out where this thing is. Anyway, that's in hang fire. We're going to go back to the Senate in a moment. Uh, Chris Murray really dumping on McConnell. He's saying uh, because McConnell didn't even vote for the bill the first time around. He said he didn't just bless the deal. He wrote the deal. They're calling out McConnell right now. Say, don't don't throw Langford under the bus and back it up over him. It was your deal. He said that that McConnell, this is a quote from from Murphy, who's really hot, who really wanted this because he wants the Ukraine money. He said uh, that his people were in the room every day, that they were the lead negotiators in this. This is Chris Murray of uh, that McConnell's people were in the room every single day. Okay. 
You got Naomi Wolf, a big victory for Naomi today. We're going to get to that about voter integrity. Mike, you were just on a rift on, uh, but you know, I'm thinking of the War Room Posse may put up Naomi Wolf for head of the RNC. She's on fire right now on voter integrity. That, Mike, that's what it's all about. Isn't that true? I mean, the president, 100- Trump's got a, I'm, I'm going to get into more of this about tomorrow later because you got Nancy, you got everybody, they're going nuts. Trump is intruding himself. Trump is doing this. Trump's, hey, he was the president. He then got the thing stolen. You got a usurper. He leads the biggest movement probably in American political history. He's up by 10 points on Biden. Of course, he's going to have an opinion. It's not like these are marginal issues. It's the it's security of the southern border immigration, which I think we ran on. And it's everything about this geopolitical war we got with the CCP and the, and the Muslim Brotherhood and all that, which Trump had peace. He might have an opinion on that. Of course, he's going to say something. And of course, right. the people he put in office are going to respond to it. It's absurd. Are you supposed to sit in a corner and be quiet like Joe Biden? No, he's not right. going to do that. Lindell. Right. Okay, well, let me just be blunt. And I, I, may, I may nominate Naomi Wolf on this show just to, just to irk her old friends. If not, the, the, but the Naomi Klein, the stalker, she'll, she'll go nuts. She's put up, he's put up Naomi Wolf to be head of the RNC, the fascist party. Um, Lindell, do you agree with me? And look, I love President Trump, but President Trump's got the way the world is shows. He didn't have time to deal with the RNC. The guy's got so much going on. The Trump put him in jail for 700 years. You got the, 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 the appellate court rules for the first time in American history. A guy can't even go on bank. If you go on bank, we'll start the clock. They're going to go to trial next week. You must go to the Supreme Court, and you must ask for an emergency meeting. I mean, who does that, right? He can't. Right, right. De- he doesn't have time to worry about the RNC. We got to do that. You got to take Ronald McDaniel out with a trenching tool. Do you agree? It's going to have to happen. Uh-huh. She's going around the country uh-huh. now. She's hold it. The email said she's. I thought I was reading Mike Lindell's uh, daily log. It was like she's missed voter integrity. <laughs> she's going to go around check every. No, she's going to go around check every mailing box around the country, sir. Oh, good for her. Good for her. She's a little too late. Way too late, Rana. And I, I will tell. The, the New York Times, all these outlets have been calling me all day long, um, and they say, well, Mike, what do you, would you run for RNC? Uh, and they're asking me all different things, but one of the things they asked me, well, Donald Trump wants this person or this one for the RNC. I said, I said, you know what? I don't, all I know is whoever gets to run for the RNC, they have to have the number one priority is securing our election platform, securing our elections. That's it. And and they said, well, what if Donald Trump picks this person that doesn't have that? I said, I would go completely against him on that. We have to, this is the number one problem of the RNC, and it has to be secured now. The donors would come back if they they knew they were securing our biggest problem, which is our elections. That is bar none the biggest problem. Everything else is a manifestation from that. If you showed, if you showed... The Warren Posse, who has cut them off, that's why they have no small donors. If you showed the Warren Posse that you were serious about making sure the election was not stolen, the money would flood in. It's not even a question. It's all about yeah, they're not going to give their money to people they don't think seriously, right? And, and if you're proactive on securing the elections, it, you know, I've, uh, you know, I told the, they said the, uh, the, the New York Times, they said, Mike, would you run for RNC chair again? I said, no, I'm doing everything they should have been doing that, that Rana should have been doing. We are securing our elections. I have to stay hyper-focused on that, and that's what we're going to do. The RNC, the money would pour in if they knew they were securing our elections and actually caring about the playing field they're playing on. You know, all this other money that was spent frivolously and all this stuff, that's meaningless. It doesn't matter if you're if you're playing on a field when you're on offense, you're going straight up. 
you know, I mean, it's such a common sense thing here. It's like any businessman would say, hey, we've got to be playing on the same field here. We should put our money into securing our elections because everything else comes from that. You're out there, you campaign and you spend hundreds of millions of dollars on TV and stuff where uh, you're spending it all out there, but your field, you're playing like this. All you got to do is level the field and Donald Trump will win by 75% probably in the country. I mean, if you really had a secure election, it would be a landslide bigger than Ronald Reagan. Naomi, jump in here now because normally you're here to help us with vaccines or, or the or the or all these laws and WHO everything trying to take our sovereignty. You now get something very focused on uh, on this um, on um, uh, the voter integrity. Walk through what happened today and why is this such a big deal? Okay, fine. I got Mike. This is Rebooter. We got Naomi Wolf just rebooted. While we're doing that, Mike, why don't you tell, tell us about my store? People want to know about it. Yeah, Naomi froze. Mike's froze. It's all for it. That's okay. Can I still talk? I got plenty to talk about. Okay, people now, people on the Senate floor, people on the Senate floor, let me know when somebody's back up. The ever-efficient Lindell TV. By the way, Lou Dobbs. Follows us tonight, and of course we've got, uh, we're going to have Captain Fennell, Captain Jim Fennell. He's going to join us later in the program with Dr. Uh, Bradley Thayer. We've got to talk about the CCP. We're going to get into much of that because there hasn't been enough focus. Okay, listen, do we have Mike Lindell? Mike Lindell back. Mike, talk to me about, uh, you got your favorite pillow, and no, you got your blanket too. You like Linus. <laughs> tell, tell me about, okay, that's the pillow. We're selling a ton of pillows, but I want to know about my store, about that, yeah, stop got- giving your money to people that hate you. Absolutely. Guys, this platform, the new mystore.com, we've been working on it for over three years. We did a big launch last week on the War Room for the War Room policy out there. And these are thousands of entrepreneurs, USA entrepreneurs and and USA products. And if you see, uh, when you, uh, with with the My Store, we have our own shopping channel there, the My Store shopping channel. But if you scroll down, all these products and every one of them has a story behind them. All these entrepreneurs, just like my pillow did, just like when I invented my pillow. You can go down, you can watch all their stories. Everyone has, you know, uh, the trials and tribulations they went through. But every one of these products, you guys, it's like a mini Amazon, that, but it's USA made. What a concept. It's a safe place for these entrepreneurs to come with their products. They're not going to get copied in China. We don't let China products up on my store. And uh, and all these uh, all these products and these entrepreneurs, we we have we have a team of people helping each and every one of them too, so they can we can guide them through their uh, um, their journey, so to speak. And and if we uh, as their products sell, we we teach them here. We need more product in anything they have problems with. But you guys can search as household every you name it household products. Uh, um, you know, there you see the flags. We have we have books. It's just like a mini American made socks right Perfect. there. USA socks. But you guys, you can use that promo code War Room, and you can call that the number, the same number, 
1062. The same thing you do on my pillow, which all the specials we put up on my pillow for the Worm Room Posse, you get now you get the best of both worlds. Here's your my store for all these entrepreneurs, and you're also supporting my pillow over here. By the way, my pillow does Stop. the fulfillment for my stores. You're helping create jobs here in the US and you're getting yourself yeah. the greatest products ever for the and, biggest and, discounts and, and, ever. And, 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 and you're stopping giving, you're helping American entrepreneurs, American patriots, the patriot economy. You're stop giving money to people that hate you. This That's is exactly right. Great products, exactly great services. Right. And you're allowing Mike Lindell to get out there and, and hopefully help the new head of the RNC secure this election in 2024. Mike Lindell, honored to have you on here, brother. See you tomorrow morning. Mike Lindell, yep, thanks, mypillow.com. Thanks, brother. Also, the entrepreneur back on Lindell TV. We're glad to do this hour. Redeeming Lindell TV. Naomi Wolf. You're now in the fight. Uh, Naomi, you may be my dark horse candidate. I got a couple of three I'm looking at, but I'm going to give you the long, we're going to give you a long look here to be chairman of the RNC. That'll shake up your stalker, Naomi Wolf, or Naomi uh, Klein will be in total meltdown, will she not? No doubt, no doubt. Um, we can think of all kinds of, of fun ways to, you know, have victory after victory and annoy our enemies. Um well, let's let me go right, if I may, to uh, this incredible victory, which I'm so happy to be able to um, share with the posse because they were so important in in attaining it. Um, the The bill that we have, which is the Clean Elections Election Integrity Bill, uh, it solves ten huge problems that um, that have been identified by pioneers like Mike Lindell. I really want to credit him and so many other people who've been in the trenches identifying what's wrong with our, our voting system. Um, you know, his focus has been so uh, uh, assertively on machines. And I actually asked my developer, um, is is it easy to, to hack these machines or to ruin the outcome of these machines? And I wrote an essay about this. We, it's so easy including giving the credentials of the back end to any random person in, you know, Serbia or China or wherever, that we literally can't know who won any election that's been digitally scanned since the machines were introduced in about 2005. Um, so it's huge, but it's not just the machines that this bill fixes. It's also, it addresses um, ballot harvesting. It makes sure that you have to present um, evidence that you are a U.S. citizen when you go to vote, um, voter ID, it's same day voting. Uh, if there's an absentee ballot, the elector has to affirmatively request it. It has to be witnessed with someone who will sign his or her name, his own or her own witness name and address and document that this is actually the person. Um, so many uh, public counting, paper ballots, as I mentioned, um, you know, taking us back to the good old days when we knew who won the elections and we can we could verify them. Um, and there are states like New Hampshire, I gather, that have a lot of these measures and the outcome is never in doubt of the vote in New Hampshire. So uh, at least according to state legislators with whom I've been in touch there. So this is an incredibly exciting bill. And again, huge kudos to all the pioneers who worked so hard to figure out what was wrong with our system. And they're, they're on both sides of the aisle. I want to credit Mark Crispin Miller too, who's been uh, trying to sound the alarm about problems with the voting system, you know, for decades now. So we've taken this fantastic, I think, fantastic bill. It's 19 pages long. It's on Daily Cloud's website. You can read it. It's so simple. You can download it as a PDF. You can download it as a Word document and you can send it to your election official or to your representative. So 
the huge news I have to share is not only have I been invited by Representative uh, Tim Salazar, sorry, State Senator Tim Salazar in Wyoming, and I'm going um, next week uh, to talk to him and to his colleagues um, in Wyoming to pass this bill, but we've made history today because um, Maine Representative Heidi Sampson, a Republican, um, but more importantly, a friend of uh, our 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 democracy, our republic, I should say. She has submitted your bill, Posse. This is your bill. You made this happen um, to the revisor's office in Maine, which is the first step of getting it into where it can be voted on and passed into law. Uh, she sat down, I'm so proud to say this, there she is right there, with one of the lawyers who crafts the language um, in the revisor's office. And this is a normal part of the process. And he said, quote, this is very comprehensive. You've pulled everything together. We'll draft a summary and we'll get it to you, end quote. So everyone who knows this space so far who's looked at this bill says it's a comprehensive bill. It's it's a good bill uh, and it's a nonpartisan bill. Anyone can use it. And so then the bill is in the pipeline. So I just wanna take a minute if I may to explain to people what happens next because um, it, you know, we, we're encouraged to not know how to pass our own legislation. Is that okay, uh, Steve? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, great. Ahead. Well, so then from there, it goes before in Maine, the Legislative Council. And the Legislative Council, which is made up of uh, Republicans and Democrats, has to approve um, the bill to be submitted and reported for hearing, or at that point, they could choose to reject it. So. This is another big date on the 22nd or 23rd of this month. Um, Heidi Sampson will go, Representative Sampson will go before the Legislative Council to present her case and explain why this bill needs to be heard now. So I'm really talking to Maine right now. I'm talking to the state of Maine. Maine, and if you have friends in Maine, if you don't live in Maine, send this to them. Wake up, Maine, please. We need you to contact the Legislative Council and the link, I'll send it to your producer, Steve, I'll send it to Grace, I'll send it to Cameron. Um, tell them that this bill should go ahead. At that point, the council will vote up or down on whether or not it goes forward. If you hear from all of you in Maine, it will. If it goes forward, it gets to a committee, then there's a public hearing, this is the part you see in the movies, an expert testimony, and everyone's an expert on why our system is horrible and needs to be cleaned up. Then a work session in which the committee would vote to go forward or not is convened. If a unanimous vote does not kill it, it goes to the floor of the House for debate and a vote, and then it goes to the Senate. If both chambers vote yes twice, it is a law, the governor can veto it, but in Maine, when the governor vetoes a bill, the Republicans can prevent them, presumably the Democrats can as well, by coming back into session. And if two thirds of the body, um, in, at that point, two thirds of the body have to agree with the governor um, for the veto to stand. So the veto can be overridden by uh, by the, the House, essentially. Um, Republicans are minorities in the House and Senate in Maine. However, everybody wants this, you know, like the citizens want it. And so it's going to be very, very yeah. interesting. What I love about this bill in this fight is, you know what I'm going to say, Steve, let's see who wants to stand and oppose the will yeah. of the American people and explain why every person's vote shouldn't be accurately counted. It'll really smoke out who believes in the voice of the people and who doesn't. Um, and there's going to be a rally or march in, in March or April. And that is where things stand. Yeah. 
Good. Okay. We just had uh, Naomi take us through how a bill becomes a law in Maine. Kind of the Mr. Smith goes to Bangor or Augusta, I think it may be. Uh, yeah. Mr. Smith goes to Busca. And we're watching how a bill becomes a law on the Senate floor where they can't get the vote. So they just kept a vote open for four hours and they're behind twisting arms behind closed doors. You get the two versions right there, the main version and you get the movie version. And then you get the, you get the reality of Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Naomi, fantastic work. Uh, where do people go to get all this? And also I got to have you back. WHO, of course, Ed Dowd's excess deaths, more analysis coming on that. Shocking. I got to get you back on in the next couple of days about all of that. Where do people go right now, though, to explore this and to support you and to make sure they're making calls up in Maine? Absolutely. Go to dailyclout.io, download the bill. It's right there um, on the side of the homepage. Um, And you can literally download it and share it, send it to your um, state rep. This is a state level bill. Um, And especially Maine, this, you know, Maine and Wyoming are where we're starting, but wherever you live, you want to send this to your um, elected officials and ask them to sponsor it. Okay, that's what we need to do now. And then let me know what's going on. And I'll keep shining a light on your state, you know, putting good pressure on your state. Um, And we need your help, of course, because this is all very expensive as usual. Um, But it's it's your uh, donations posse that got us to this point. Let us pay our lawyers. I want to credit the American Voters Alliance as well and Phil Klein. Um, So please keep helping us because the big battle is now. And we've got this legislative session to pass this bill in all 50 states. Perfect. Uh, great. And we're going to get you, by the way, remember her journey, she was doing this because of the mass mandates and everything. She said, Hey, this system is not exactly working like the American people think it is. Maybe I'll get involved. Naomi, you're a warrior. Thank you so much for doing this. Look forward to having you back on here. Make sure everybody goes in their day. You got to see this bill. This is your work. I'm getting tired of winning. I want to go Lisa Desjardins, who's one of the best reporters up on Capitol Hill for PBS, but she's good. Quote, for those looking for a Senate for Senate tea leaves, for what it's worth, I'm heading home to cover this from home for the rest of the night. So either a deal is imminent because I'm jinxed or it will be a while, as I guess. The vote is open. They're losing 58, 41. They got to get to 60. They're twisting arms. They're talking. Now people are saying, hey, we want to keep, we want to add other amendments on other topics. It's a fiasco. And here's the reason is this audience, you put your shoulder to the wheel, historical win early in the day. I think now just on the Ukraine funding and the foreign, you know, the far, Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan, which really about Ukraine. I think that's already failed. They haven't called the vote. They've kept it open. They're twisting arms trying to add amendments. We're going to give you updates on everything that's going on. Oscar Delgado joins us. Oscar is the producer and the creator of amazing film on St. Michael. We had him on, I don't know, a while ago. This film is now winning awards brother tell us about the films the awards you're winning and where people can go see this film right now because it was stunning uh i know we said box office records for the one day you had in theaters no, what's going on it's been amazing first first of all i want to thank the posse because if it wasn't for them to make this film forward it would not have uh, happened so yeah winning awards it's going to be on amazon prime starting on march 1st and the reason wow. is that this works well is because there's an understanding of your audience that this is a supernatural battle. You have always discussed that, Steve. And, you know, you talk about the fights that we're doing right now on the floor and everything. But St. Michael, God has given us St. Michael to fight. And so we need to invoke St. Michael. He is the warrior. You're, you're called War Room. Okay. Who is the leader of the War Room? Yes. 
you have Christ, but then we have St. Michael. God has given us St. Michael, and this film talks about that we need to invoke him to fight the army of darkness. We are dealing with the army of darkness, and now we need uh, the leader of the army of light, and that's why we have St. Michael. And so if you go to stmichaelmovie.com, you'll have the trailer, but you'll also be able to you know, have an understanding of why Christ brought these angels around us to fight these demons. I mean, every day, thank God for you, thank God for the word Rupasi, that you guys are exposing the darkness. And so we have an angel, an archangel, that has been given us by God to go fight. So I need the posse. They've been great. The movie has done fantastic. And now we're going to be on Amazon Prime March 1st. So, I, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. We know that there's evil around us. But we need to invoke now. This is a supernatural the, the, battle. The, the, Always harp. This film set a this film set a one day record at the box office. It's won a bunch of awards. Getting on Amazon Prime because they're very selective. What they put up is a huge yes. kudo for the film. Yes. We're going to make sure we're going to get the trailer out one right. more time. Where, what website do they go to? Where do they go to to find out all the information about this movie? Is extraordinary. The family should sit down and watch movie. it. Where do they go? Yes, StMichaelMovie.com. StMichaelMovie.com, and I, you know, it's again March first on Amazon. But again, I want to thank the the posse. I want to thank you, Steve, because you recognize that this is a supernatural battle. You recognize what we're up against, and you're the one that kind of the war room. We have a warrior. We have Saint Michael. Let's invoke him and help us win and get rid of this army of darkness and uh, be able to achieve all the beautiful things that we need to do. We got to win, but we need to bring Amen. in St. Michael to help us. Fantastic. Great job, Oscar. Look forward to having you back on. Want to have you back on the day it premieres on March 1st. I'm so proud of you guys. Amazon Prime is not well, easy to get on. They're very, they're very no. selective, particularly when it comes, right. it comes to something I, I this religious. You guys, and I'm with you. Thank yeah. you again, Steve, for everything. We've, God we've, bless we've you. always got your back. Love the film. StMichaelMovie.com. Go check it out today. This kind of thing you want to sit down with the family and watch. It's on Amazon Prime starting March 1st. You've already had its back at the box office. Now I'll have its back here. Uh, Talking about that, you know, um, Patriot Mobile, a Christian company. They get a lot of grief. Glenn Story and the team. Go to PatriotMobile.com right now. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. That's why you support the St. Michael movie. This is why you support people like Glenn Story. The service is, uh, is excellent. Why they lay it right on top of the uh, of the networks throughout the country. You get to select. It's uh, when you call the call center. It's American citizens that are answering. This is an American company built by American patriots that believe in lived Christianity. That's right. That's a terrible. Isn't that a terrible thing? They're going to get us for being Christian nationalists. Go to Glenn's story. Patriot Mobile. Stop giving your money to people that hate you. Start giving your money for goods and services of quality the people to support you okay short commercial break two of my favorite people captain jim Fennell, dr bradley thayer the chinese communist party in the destruction of the united states of america not on the senate floor but globally next in the war room true or false using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing actually that's false donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt. 
and that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done With Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer, and taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal, solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes, plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now 
before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Hey, welcome back. Uh, thank you. Obviously, this has been a very historic day, uh, a real firefight going on um, throughout the day. Appreciate you guys hanging in there. Remember, we here at the War Room, we don't commit to have you have the best seat in the house. We commit to make you sure that you're in the ring and a participant. You're, you're the protagonist driving the action here. Want to bring in now, oh, and I want to make sure people understand something. You know, a couple of years ago, we started the show in 2019, I think September, October, about the, about the impeachment. But we flipped in, um, in uh, January 2020 to a uh, pandemic, part of the show, one hour, and then we went to all two hours and three hours um, shortly thereafter. It's around Chinese New Year's. We are going to be commemorating, celebrating Chinese New Year's here this weekend, I think on Friday. So we did Chinese New Year of 2020. One of the very first things we talked to, brought to people's attentions was supply chains. Kind of not really understood by most people in the United States. And our audience became experts because they had Rosemary Gibson on. That brilliant book that showed you that the Chinese Communist Party had control over the supply chains on basically our medical supplies and particularly active pharmaceutical ingredients, API, 100%. Generic drugs, almost 100%. The ones made in India, all the APIs made in China. Jace Medical, team at Jace Medical, Dr. Sean and those guys took the book and turned it into a business. You need to go to jacemedical.com right now. Why? Because as Captain Fennell and uh, Dr. Bradley Thayer, my two guests, are going to make sure they reemphasize, as they do every day of their professional lives, the Chinese Communist Party will use anything available to get leverage over the United States of America. They are the existential threat, not just to the Chinese people, to Lao Beijing but also to the United States of America and the American Lao Beijing, which are the deplorables. JaceMedical.com. Go check it out today. Immerse yourself in the information. You're free men and women. You can make your own decisions, but go check it out today. Dr. Sean, those guys have done a great job. Uh, amazing new book. Uh, Captain Fennell and, uh, and Bradley Thayer are going to join us, the legendary Captain Fennell and our own Dr. Bradley Thayer. I wanted to have you guys on here because we're going to start doing this on a more regular basis with you too. Captain Fennell, I'll start with you. The... The reason is we're having this huge fight today over over Ukraine and over Israel. That's what I talked about. The Taiwan piece is just an afterthought. That's just that's just tossed in. And of course, we're having this whole battle on the border and we're adamant about we can't just look at these individual bills and particularly we can't look at them clean. It's a disaster. But I think people are losing and they kind of tell how Taiwan's just kind of a, a, a it's just a taste they throw in there and they never talk about it. I want you guys, particularly what's happened here recently, not just the dinner in San Francisco where the traders, you know, rewarded Xi with this great uh, celebration commemoration, but what Jake Sullivan's doing. I think uh, our audience, which is the best about this, with everything going on, maybe doesn't understand that this whole power struggle in this third world war is really the Chinese Communist Party versus the Judeo-Christian West led by the United States of America. Captain James Fresnel. Well, thanks for having us on, Steve. And yeah, I mean, we are facing uh, a regime, the Chinese Communist Party, that's committed to uh, the destruction of the United States of America and our, our system of government, uh, the Constitution, our Declaration, 
and uh, the individual freedoms and liberties that uh, we stand for and have attracted so many people from around the world for the last 250 years. And then the Chinese Communist Party is a communist regime, and I'll let Brad talk more about that. Uh, but this regime has put in place a system that is saying that they want to be in charge of running the world. And so they put their Chinese characteristics on communism, uh, but it is a uh, bare knuckles uh, regime uh, that's going to do anything uh, in their power to be able to achieve what they believe is their rightful place to be running the system. And when you do that, it's kind of like a mafia thing. You know, I can't, I can't uh, be a mafia don if I have other mafia, uh, mafia gangs exist in the same city, so I have to exterminate them. And so that's kind of what the Chinese are doing. And they've been very successful of basically co-opting uh, our leaders over the last 40, 50 years, uh, and, and taking advantage of our, uh, uh, you know, people that wanted to engage with the PRC uh, for their own avarice or, or own ideological views. And then they uh, uh, sought to make us think that they weren't as strong as they really were. And so we write in the book about what we call threat deflation. And so over the last 40 or 50 years, our national security community, instead of recognizing this threat, uh, chose to downplay the threat uh, for a lot of reasons. And the book explains that. A lot of it is we were uh, preoccupied in the Middle East, but some of it is from an ideological perspective. Uh, and we now find ourselves in a position of... Uh, being behind the eight ball, if you will, or in Navy uh, aviation terms, <laughs> we're behind the power curve. We can't we can't recover from this if we don't action. Okay, this talk this gets to the heart of it. You talk about engagement versus decoupling, or Jake. So what's happened here recently? This conference in San Francisco uh, in San Diego. I want to get people up to speed before I bring Dr. Thayer in. And and this was not with political party. Both political parties are guilty of this and this concept. Now we talk about engagement versus decoupling. Jake Sullivan just went out to San Diego and I know most people missed this in our audience. What happened there? He went to this conference. This is just a couple of weeks ago in the middle of everything else going on where we do all understand what the is, as you so rightfully say all the time, keep the main thing, the main thing. What did Jake Sullivan do as representative of the United States uh, of the current Biden regime? Right. So we had this election for a president in Taiwan on the 13th of January. And the people of Taiwan said, we want to choose somebody that's not going to knuckle under and accept rule by the Chinese Communist Party. So they elected uh, uh, this uh, president-elect uh, Lai, who's a member of the Democratic Progressive Party. Uh, that party has been a little bit more vocal over the years, over the last 15 years, about not wanting to be part of the Chinese Communist Party. So what happened was that the Biden administration deployed out to Taipei the week after the election, two former, uh, uh, you know, officials, uh, Republican and Democrat, James Steinberg and Stephen Hadley, uh, that had been involved in the Bush administration and the Obama administrations, and he sent them out there to basically meet with President-elect Lai. And in my conversations with people from Taiwan, it was very clear that the message that the Biden administration sent to this new president of Taiwan, which was basically sit down, shut up, and don't provoke Beijing, which is the same kind of message that the Obama era had, the Obama administration, and clearly even the Bush administration uh, did this in 2004 when former Assistant Secretary of State for Asia, East Asia, Pacific Affairs, Tom Christensen, made a public speech in Annapolis in 2004 
and told then President Chen Shui-bian to sit down, shut up, and don't provoke China. So that's been our consistent bipartisan message to the people of Taiwan, don't provoke China. After that, those series of meetings, they came back to the United States and then out at UC San Diego, they hosted Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, Stephen Hadley, and a, a, a group there, Susan Shirk and others that run the uh, China Center there. And they hosted uh, Sullivan and he gave a speech and he basically said, you know, we have more in common with China and we need to really work with them. And this approach that the Trump administration had was, you know, yeah, we're, there's some things that we have competition in and we have to be concerned about, but mostly let's try to get along with them because we have more important things like climate change and, and things of that nature. There was nothing addressed about COVID and the Chinese responsibility for that. There was nothing addressed about the military uh, threats that China places on Taiwan and Japan and the Philippines, our allies, every day that have increased since Biden's been in office. So none of that was mentioned, only the really the, the theme of it. And it's it's in a nuanced language. So people, I recommend people go to the whitehouse.gov and just look up Sullivan speech at uh, UC San Diego and read his words. Don't take my words for it. Read what he said and read the nuanced language. And they're pushing the same agenda of engagement that we've had for the last, since 1978, that Kissinger brought in uh, from his, his meetings and the, and the switch that we made in 78 from Taiwan to Beijing. And we have basically said we want to engage. And we were told that if we did that, things would get better. And demonstrably, provably, things are worse today in Asia because of that engagement. And only in Trump's administration did we actually question that thesis and started to make some movements away from that. Uh, I want to get if uh, Memphis uh, can put the cover of the book up, because this book is uh, one of the most profound. I mean, uh, people should know for the uh, in the anti-CCP community, the people that that have fought this fight for decades. Uh, Captain Fennell is a revered figure that actually sacrifices career to tell the truth to the American people. Dr. Thayer, you, you also put a frame in here that I want to make sure the framing of this, because a lot of people have um, not just forgotten about the politics of power, but they accuse MAGA all the time. I was in the Wall Street Journal quoted this morning about Tucker uh, and Tucker being actually interviewing Putin and being in Russia and about the America first movement. We're not an isolationist movement. We're an America first movement. It's quite different. We understand that the world is interconnected, but we want it interconnected by nation states, not, not this pan transnational globalism that the Chinese Communist Party is pushing. What is, you keep talking about people have to understand this is about power politics. This is about power. We have to get we have to get back to start thinking about uh, how you confront a, a power that's trying to uh, trying to become hegemonic. What do you mean by that? Oh, Steve, it's great to join you. And, and of course, with uh, Jim Fennell, and I would just echo that Jim is a hero uh, who's uh, sacrificed so much to call attention to the PRC threat uh, and the evil of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, so what I mean by that is the approach of power politics, which is uh, the recognition that um, states have self-interests that they need to pursue uh, in international politics, and that's principally to ensure their own security um, uh, in a very dangerous environment, in a Hobbesian world. Uh, and so what they need to do is focus on their own interests and be very concerned about their own hard power uh, and the importance of relative power to ensure that the U.S., for example, uh, 
uh, stays ahead of China in relative power. Now, the Chinese are communists, so they're very well adversed in power politics, as all Leninists are. Uh, they understand this from uh, the outset. It's the definition, really, of the Chinese Communist Party. So what they're looking at is the ways that they can use every means at their disposal, um, individuals within the United States, uh, their own tools, to hurt the United States in the effort to destroy it, to eliminate it as the dominant state, of course, but to ensure that it's subjected to uh, their control, to their rule. So it's a very important point uh, uh, for the audience uh, to appreciate. They're our enemy. There's no ambiguity about that. They, the CCP, Xi Jinping, uh, their leader, see us uh, as their enemy, and they're doing their utmost uh, to uh, destroy us. Now, with their downturn in their economy, uh, there's some significant danger here for us. Broadly, downturn in the, in the PRC's economy is a good thing for the United States. Again, if we see the world through relative power, things that weaken the Chinese Communist Party are going to be good for us. However, because we've been following for a generation the flawed policy, the dangerous strategy of engagement, right? Not focusing on relative power, but thinking the way economists do, the way Wall Street does, the way businesses do in terms of absolute gains, right? As Smith identified, Adam Smith identified the benefits of trade, right? Both of us will gain from it. Uh, they've been focused on absolute gains. So the cost of that is we're inter, uh, we have this engagement with uh, the Chinese Communist Party. As they go into an economic depression, right, that's going to hurt our businesses, obviously, who are so closely tied to uh, uh, the People's Republic of China. Moreover, because Xi Jinping understands power politics, right, he thinks like a communist because he is a communist. Right? He's recognizing that he's going to do his utmost if he's going down, just as they did with COVID, right? to use every means at their disposal to hurt us, whether that's destroying factories, chip production facilities in Taiwan, other means, the fifth column that they're penetrating into the U.S. You'll want to keep that in mind. So let's keep the parallel between COVID, where what they did is they stopped travel within China. Steve, you know this very well. In January of 2020, we were on uh, discussing this issue where they restricted travel from Wuhan, and they did that dramatically. However, they allowed international travel from Wuhan to the rest of the, uh, uh, the, rest of the world because they wanted the virus to spread. So they took an outbreak that could have been contained and turned it into a pandemic, okay? Because if China was good, if the PRC was going to suffer, they were going to make sure the rest of the world did too. Uh, again, with that great sensitivity to relative power. So with this downturn in the economy, uh, there's considerable danger, not just because of the foolish practices of engagement uh, and the consequences of that, but also because he's going to want to tear our arm off uh, as his economy weakens. So yeah. it's a very dangerous situation. Let, 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 let me go back. I want to go back since Dr. Thayer's brought up again this engagement. Captain Fennell, you gave this obviously historic speech uh, that essentially a lot of people that are close to you and, and others that are in this field say you sacrifice your career to warn the American people. 
looking at the Jake Sullivan's, the University of California, San Diego, the people that went to the San Francisco, let's assume just for purposes of this, this conversation that they are also American patriots also, and they're trying to look out for the best interest of the country. Our group, you and Camille in the Present Danger and others, myself and certain people at the White House around President Trump, have a diametrically different view of the CCP and how to handle them. Can you just explain to our audience what is the difference between what I would say are the hardliners versus the accommodationist or the, the coupling and how this plays into this concept called the Thucydides trap? We, we have about five minutes. I would love for you to just walk our audience through that. Sure. I mean, there's over the last 50 years, this group of what we call the Kissinger School of Engagement it was generated, I think, you know, as Americans, we're, uh, especially during that period of the, you know, post-World War II environment where we were kind of, you know, didn't really have any peer competitors except for the Soviet Union, and they went away. But we had this idea that if we could talk to people, uh, we had, you know, presidents that would say that, if you just let me talk to you and explain things, then we can get along. And so we kind of naively, as, as Brad mentioned, we forgot about, at the end of the day, People become very uh, focused on power and survival. And so the communist regime in Beijing, they have to stay in power. And in order to stay in power, they have to convince their people that they're bringing them uh, improvement and benefits. And so there's a lot of people in the U.S. that, you know, went to China and said, well, if I talk to them about, you know, establishing law in China, uh, that we can establish the rule of law. Or if we go there and we talk to them about uh, economics and we can get investment there, that'll be beneficial to our companies. It'll be beneficial to the consumers in China. Uh, It'll be a win-win situation. The same thing in the national security arena. If our our militaries and their militaries talk and we have these uh, ability to communicate with each other, we can avoid a crisis. And so every facet of of national power uh, across the board, across the spectrum, our government was led by people that believed this. Uh, It was in contravention in a way to what we had learned with the Soviet Union, but but still we said we wanted to, you know, try to engage with the PRC because they were helping us against the Soviet Union uh, theoretically back in the 70s. And, you know, we had people like Bob Gates, the former Secretary of Defense, who had gone to China and looked at our uh, U.S. there training Chinese people on how to read telemetry so that the Chinese could help us provide warning on Soviet ballistic missile launches. So there was some initial uh, benefits, if you will. But over time, this uh, mindset became entrenched, and it became so entrenched that you couldn't challenge it. And, and I saw that in my career. You could never ask, why are we doing this? Why are we inviting the Chinese Navy to the rim of the Pacific a naval exercise in Hawaii. What's the benefit? And the benefit was always answered in, well, we'll uh, they'll see how we operate, we'll see how they operate, and we'll, we'll, we'll lower the tensions. And as I said, that never really happened. And so there was another group of us that said, hey, it, we're, we're failing here, we're getting behind. They're learning from us, they're learning, like right now they have a third aircraft carrier that's got electromagnetic aircraft launch system the latest, very latest technology that they stole from us, it's on our USS Ford, Gerald Ford, and they've skipped a generation. They're going to go from catapults to electromagnetic launches for aircraft, um, a jet aircraft, uh, without having doing steam that we did for 100 years. So they've been able to take advantage of our generosity. Uh, they've built up a bigger Navy, yes. a bigger airport, yeah. a bigger rocket force. We, we, we've... 
we've we've got a hard out here as the Lou Dobbs show starts. Real quickly, where do they get the book? I want everybody to start to pre-order this book. You're going to be at CPAC. You're going to be back here tomorrow night on the 6 o'clock hour before Lou Dobbs. Where do people get the book right now? It's it's on it's with Skyhorse Publishing and it's on Amazon and all the other major book uh, publishers are listing this book. So just Google in the name Embracing Communist China and our last names and you'll you'll be able to find it at a book dealer that you prefer. Dr. Thayer, your social media, you're pretty active. Where do people go? Uh, to Bradley Thayer at Getter or Truth and Brad Thayer uh, at X. And, and Steve, thank you for your support for the book. You wrote the foreword uh, to this book, and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and put it in, in context for the audience, uh, very importantly. Thank you. I'm honored to be a part of it. Captain Fennell is one of the most revered, as a former naval officer and a surface warfare officer, he's one of the most revered naval officers of his generation. So anything I can do, and of course, Dr. Thayer, you're one of our most significant contributors. Lou Dobbs is next. The Lou Dobbs Show. He knows a thing or two about this. Also, we'll be back here at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Standard Time. You'll be in the world. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, Eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. Make sure you take, take it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code Bannon. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.